I like your grid wall in the background. You know, I noticed <laughs> the background, what's happening back there. Uh, a bunch of, you know, when you were writing and all that in the early 2000s up until then, they used to send you the eight by 11 of the people that you were interviewing. And my wife let me put them up and here we are. So do you have an eight by 11 that I could put up on the wall uh, next to little Richard? Oh, <laughs> easily. Okay. Easily. <laughs> I think it'd be the point if it's going to be next to little Richard. Okay. Well, who wouldn't want to be next to little Richard? But anyway, congratulations on having another season of your show. How long did you have to keep it a secret that the show was coming back? Oh, how long did we have to keep it we a secret? I think it was about quite some time. I just think it was about a little over two months yeah. before they announced it, yeah. right? It was a little over two months mm -hmm. or so. Yeah. You know, of course, you always got to tell somebody. So that yeah. somebody <laughs> is my mom. Right, right. <laughs> she can't be the last to find anything else. I got to call her, but you can't tell anybody, mom. She's like, who am I going to talk to? <laughs> wow. uh, how long did this second season take to film compared to the first season? Uh, it took about the same amount of mm -hmm. time. Yeah, I'd say about the same amount of yeah. time or start um, to end. But there are more episodes. So you're going to get instead of eight, you're getting 12 episodes. You're getting eight behind the scenes episodes mm -hmm. on top of that. So, uh, you know, viewers were saying the season last last time was too short. Yeah, we heard a lot of that. So mm -hmm. I guess the higher above's heard mm -hmm. that. And here we are blessed to have 12 seasons. I mean, 12 episodes going on. No, no. Hopefully 12 seasons, too. Well, you heard oh, I, I'll take that too. I'll take that. <laughs> uh, not trying to pull the curtain back, but something I'm curious about because both of you are very, very busy people, not just being parents to, to three children, but you have multiple careers going on at the same time where, hey, author, speaker, media personality besides the show and all that. How many renovation projects are there on the show versus in real life are there is it one for one or there are there some things that just don't make the show well, i'm not i'm not sure sure i understand because what you see we're really wait, wait say it again okay you, i'll put it to you this way let's say you were a singer songwriter mm -hmm. and your new album has 14 songs on it you recorded 14 or more songs from it, but maybe some things didn't make the cut yeah. or side projects or side hustles. Mm -hmm. so I, I was curious if you have other stuff besides what makes the show, or is that all you have time for at this point? No, there's, no. there's other projects yeah. always going on, but of course the network decides which which shows, which clients they mm -hmm. want to show uh, based upon obviously the project, uh, how much the budget is, mm -hmm. what our design is going to be for it. So right. the network ultimately has the ultimate decision, yeah. you know, like the final word on it. Right. So, so in other words, you're even busier than I thought. Yes, yeah. there we go. <laughs> there are those that make the show and there's still projects that yeah. are being worked on behind the scenes. Got it. Uh, most of our favorite movies ever, we find out were not filmed in sequence. Are your renovation projects aired in sequence of when they were done? Or are they like going on a little bit at the same time too? Some of them simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you'll view something first that happened after maybe the episode that runs the next week. Right. But that's just TV. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. do real construction as well. So sometimes you have to go with the flow of materials and yeah. things not being there. So it's the real deal. At this point in time, you have endorsements. Uh, you have companies that want to be your suppliers for these things. When did you realize that that was going to be another part of the job? It wasn't just, hey, we got to put this up, but we also have vendor relationships to keep up. 
Well, mm. yeah, that's a, it's a blessing, you know, obviously to be in the position, we don't take right. it for granted to be mm-hmm. in a position where we have this huge platform, which immensely helps grow our business and our relationships and obviously our credibility as well. Um, yeah. it, it comes with it, but obviously when you have endorsements or relationships, it, there's more work. Let's not be mistaken. <laughs> yes, you know, they've got requests, <laughs> they've got deliverables, you know, mm-hmm. as well. But it does help, I'm sure Michael testify, um, with the with everybody is seeing in the real world, the inflation and mm-hmm. supply yeah. chain delays to be able to now just pick up the phone right. and reach a company directly and get movement, you know, right. or get materials expressed, mm-hmm. whereas maybe the regular GC wouldn't be able to do that. Right. That makes sense. So is all the focus on the new season or is there a book or another thing that we should be ultimately looking out for? (laughs) We are actually in the midst of working out, you know, the particulars with the book deal. Yeah. Right. So and then we have our podcast. Podcast is going on. It's called um, Marriage and Money with Mm -hmm. Egypt and Mike. Yeah. So (laughs) you can you can look for our podcast where all podcasts are sold. You can find that on YouTube as well. But Mike and I actually are really enjoying this part of our life where we sit down with other couples mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. do some things, who own businesses together, and they're just opening it up, sort of taking that curtain down, yeah, if you will, right. uh, and, and showing us all the dirty laundry, mm-hmm. but in the spirit of growth and wanting to help other couples stay married. Right. And we've been getting um, incredible feedback. We're really excited about mm-hmm. that as well. I knew about your past as an interviewer. I didn't realize there was a podcast there. And that's something I absolutely want to check out. That seems like an infinite goldmine of material right there of couples (laughs) that are able to make it work a lot of the time, but still need that extra push or that extra guidance. So so when it comes to you two, we only see you two loving and getting along fantastically. Right. Has it always been that way or has it been work to get to that point? Oh, no, that's the stuff on the editing room floor. <laughs> you, don't, you don't see the rest. I mean, you do know we're in construction. Uh-huh. So it's not, it can't possibly be My that. Bad. You go lucky all the time, you know, but, but no, for the most we, part. We, we've, we've become really good at learning how to understand, learning how to compromise, learning when to go to each other's own space go to your sure. corner and go to say corner. let's figure this out in about an hour or so so it that it, we wouldn't be real if we were to say we're happy all the time and we just do this perfectly we're not perfect people you know we're a work in progress i i meant that relatively speaking yeah, oh no i know <laughs> okay so so all that said you know non-stop work wonderful family life the podcast that i just learned about is this exactly where you want to be? Or is it one of those, oh, you ain't seen nothing yet? Because believe me, there is stuff in the works. Ain't you seen ain't nothing, seen nothing yet. yet. Oh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you're under embargoes and NDAs and all that. So that's what we're learning here. So at this level of success, it's wonderful to see how organic it is and how it's the product of working hard and positive mental attitude. Did you think that you would be at this point? You know, I knew that we'd be at this point in our marriage because, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, well, I also threatened him at the altar, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, don't marry me if you don't plan it, stay married. No. Sure. But um, I, I knew we would still be together at this mm-hmm. point. Both of us at one point in our dating that we saw each other, you know, when we were old and gray, sitting in rocking chairs, looking back over our lives together. And we both felt that way mutually. So we knew this was forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we could have never 
<laughs> predicted was that we would actually have a television show with 19 million people in our house. So that's a lot of pressure to keep my right. house clean. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, dental two hopefully easy questions and I'm going to let you go. And the first one is obviously you have the best show on HGTV. Everyone knows that it's a fact, but what's the second best show? Wait, is there another show you like on the network? We are you humbled said facts. By, we appreciate that. that. Yeah, you. facts. Everyone knows. We, there's a lot of really <laughs> great shows. So that's a huge compliment yeah. for you to say. Thank you so much. We have some of our favorites. Yeah. Obviously, mm -hmm. um, like The Black. I yep. love Alice and Victoria's Windy City Rehab. Mm -hmm. uh, what about The Bombers? The Bombers. The, yeah, The yeah. Bombers, The Renovation Island. Mm -hmm. So there's so many really great shows. David Bromstad, how can you not watch right. him and not, I mean, how could you watch him and not laugh? You know, so I just, I, I think the network has some great shows. So for that compliment, yeah. Mike and I definitely appreciate it. We, we received that. We appreciate that. It's great to be on a network that it's not embarrassing to be on because sometimes when you're that one good show on the network and it's all built around you and you don't <laughs> know that you're the leverage chip, in your case, you're just in great company. So the last question is, you got three kids, so you're not going out all the time. But do you remember the last concert that you two went to? Concert. The last concert that we that went, went to. to oh, together? Either or. Uh, I just want to hear some good musical taste because obviously the design taste is there. Right. We're getting ready to go to the Anita Baker concert. Uh -huh, that's coming up in February. So we, we're excited um, about that. We saw Sade together. Oh. Yeah. We, saw, we saw Prince together. Yes, we, I actually sang on stage with Prince. No lie. Wait, how did that happen? Yeah. Well, he showed up. He heard me on the radio talking about how I was his biggest fan and that I used to have Prince posters on my ceiling when I was growing up. I would bounce on the bed and try to kiss the <laughs> Prince poster. He heard me talking about it. So he shoots up to the radio station. He happened to be in town. Mm -hmm. And I look up from the board and he's standing behind me sipping on a chocolate milkshake. Now, when you say radio station, let him know you were actually working you was, were on air. It was on air. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got, she has the best interview credits of everyone, <laughs> anyone that's not a full-time interviewer. Let's just put it that way. But I, crawl, I, I screamed and crawled under the console. And then ultimately after an hour of talking to Prince face-to-face, -face, mm -hmm. yeah. he invited us to his concert, yeah. sent a car for us, and little did I know, mm -hmm. in the middle of the concert, he was going to bring me up on stage to sing with him and Cindy Lauper. Yep. So drop dead, like I literally like passed out. I sang with Prince and Cindy Lauper. I was horrible um, <laughs> on stage. And on my way off, I tripped yep. in front of fifteen thousand people. <laughs> Worst could have happened. Uh, oh, wardrobe no. malfunction. Right. Yeah. Right. Is it filmed on posterity? Like, can I find this on YouTube, your performance with him? Uh, it's, no, it's in my phone. It's in one of my phones. Is it? I, I, I was, still have the footage. You, oh, God, we got to show people <laughs> that again, because just to have something to go along with that story. Yeah. For a throwback Thursday or whatever. But <laughs> either way, congratulations and hope we do get the 12 seasons that Mike told us is confirmed and happening for sure. Uh, but thank you for your time and looking forward to whatever's coming next from you two. We appreciate you, man. We had a blast. Yo, Darren, what's up, G? Hey, it's a pleasure to be speaking with a legend, a rock and roll hall of famer, a businessman, a pop culture icon. How's your day going so far? Uh, hey, it's going so far so good, man. You know what I'm saying? And it's going even better now. I got you on the other end of my line. <laughs> well, well, you started the year off pretty big. Uh, Hands Up in the Air is the new single. When did you record it? 
well, well I, re- I, I, I recorded it. I, I recorded it a while ago. I recorded it a while ago, but I just revamped it. I just revamped it about a month ago, about a month and a half ago. Maybe, yeah, about a month and a half ago, I revamped it. And the revamped version right now is, oh, my God, it's a killer. It's a killer, man. You know what I'm saying? It's a great single, man. I, I like it. I hope the world likes it. This is my first single that I'm putting out in years. So, Right. You had the Hollywood album some years ago. And I had the pleasure of interviewing you like 20 years ago about the It's About Time single. So you've always been writing and creating new music. Yes, definitely. Wow. Let me tell you something. You just took it way, way back. Are you talking about It's About Time? I, yeah, one? I still have the CD of it. And are, are you kidding me? No, your old manager sent me a couple of CDs and I kept them. And I remember it had the instrumental mix of it too on there. But I don't think that album ever came out. I remember you'd worked with Chicago on Does Anybody Know What uh, Time It Is? But I don't think that came out. Hey, yo, let me tell you something, man. I love you so much, bro. You don't even know. And yes, I recognize, oh, you're definitely a fan. It's only my fans would know something like what you just said. You feel me? And that record with Chicago, if that record would have came out, oh my God, it would have, around that time, man, I would have blew up bigger than the biggest phenomenon ever in life. Me doing something with Chicago, I mean, that's, and me as a rapper, doing something with Chicago is like, I mean, like like the way Run DMC crossed yep. with, if like the way we crossed with Anthrax. You know what I'm saying? Now here I am crossing with Chicago. I mean, one of the greatest groups of all time, bro. Man, listen, man, come on, man. Robert Lamb and the boys. So I I interviewed Lee from Chicago uh, about a month ago, and I asked him about that session, and he remembered it. He remembered you, so it must have been great. (laughs) He he said uh, he was impressed about how you could wear the clock so regularly, even in the studio when you're cutting vocals. No doubt. I mean, well, this is American Express. I don't go nowhere without it. Well, you said Run DMC, and I interviewed DMC a couple of days ago for a thing here on Long Island, and he was saying how you inspired him to move to Freeport, and he lived there for seven years. Wow, that's big. My boy, Daryl McDaniels. That's Darryl, hey, let me tell you something. Me and DMC, man, always been good friends, man, since 1980, I say 84. Mm-hmm. 85 and and um you know we had a mobile disc jockey group back in the days called spectrum city and it was my partner hank shockley mm-hmm. he his brother keith shockley and chuck d and you know uh my boys eric sadler and i came aboard i came aboard around that time and everything you know what i'm saying and i mean that's when you know, that's when we used to do radio at a radio station called WBAU at Adelphi University. And we got up in there through Mr. Bill Stephanie. And then also Dr. Dre from Yo MTV Raps. Yep. He had a radio show up there called Dr. Dre's Operating Room. 
Yeah. So after his show, then would come the MC DJ Flavor show. I have my own show too. That too. Yeah. Around that time. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, DMC and Ron and them used to come up to our radio show all the time. He, they used to come up to the station. And then one night, Jam Master J and DMC came to the station and they was like, yo, where's Chuck, man? Where's Chuck? I was like, well, he's at the studio. Here, I'll take you guys over. I jumped in the car with Jam Master J drove. DMC was the shotgun. I, I sat in the backseat. I'll never wow. forget. I'll never forget this night. We went to the studio at 510 South Franklin Avenue in wow. Houston. I took the boys there at 510. You seen Chuck? Took him up to the studio. And Jam and Jay and DC was like, come on, man. You need to put this public enemy number one out on Def Jam. You need to put this public enemy number one record out, man. They they was trying to talk Chuck into putting public enemy number one out. But we only made that tape just for the radio show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so so it was it was it was DMC and Jam Master J talking Chuck into getting on the Death Jam. And then Chuck just dragged me along. <laughs> well, you mentioned Adelphi, which is also where Gary Delabate, Baba Bowie from the Howard Stern, where he went to college. So without Adelphi, where would hip hop and morning radio be? Uh, well, on Long Island, I don't know, but let me tell you something. Our rate when we were broadcasting, our radio station, our, our, our broadcasts were doing just as good as the regular, you know, like 98.7 Kiss or Hot 97 or 105.1, you know, our, our Z100, you know, our station, we, our shows were strong. We were getting very strong responses, you know. Right. Back in the days, we gave the Fat Boys their first radio interview. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It goes that far back. It goes that far back. John Schmidt was the was the coordinator up there, and that's how I got to take my uh, I took my AM courses to get my AM license. Mm -hmm. And then and then as I was going to get my FM license, I don't know. We just Things just happened, man. But we, hey, those, those were the days, my friend. We told they, yeah, yeah. That's where all of this comes from, man. So I don't know where Long Island would be, hip hop wise, if we didn't have BAU. And one, um, one more Long Island question for you before we talk a little more about hands up in the air, though. Uh, you filmed with Public Enemy a video here in Long Beach called "Brothers Gonna Work It Out." Was this a town, Long Beach, that you'd spent much time in, or is that because Rick Rubin was based there, and that's why the music video was done there? Nah, man, we spent, we spent, we spent time there, bro. You know, and not only that, but I even had family living out in Long Beach on a street called Hudson. Yeah. But then, so we used to all all go down to the beach, man. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, there were times, man, when when I was going to Freeport High School. There were times when we used to cut school and go hang out in Long Beach. 
Smart. <laughs> My father also went to Freeport High School. So Freeport, another great school. But back to you. You know what? And I'm going to tell you something. There was a few nights where I walked all the way from fucking Long Beach back to my house in Freeport. Wow. Long Beach Road. That's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm talking about all the way from Long Beach, period. From Long Beach all the way to Freeport, Long Island. I walked it. You're a crazy okay. man. Uh <laughs> Not a couple of times, a few times, me and my, me and my friends. Yeah, like that. Uh, so your latest single, Hands Up in the Air, are there more singles planned for 2023? Sure it is. Yes. I, I got some stuff coming at you. Musically. Musically, I got it coming at you. Yeah. I got some more singles coming at you. And also there's a single that I did with E-40 and Snoop Dogg, you know what I'm saying, called OG. You know what I'm saying? Snoop and E-40, you know? You're going to be getting that too, you know? I got a single last, and the name of it is called Later On. And your boy. So something I'm very curious about with your new music, I remember on It's About Time, you played all the instruments on that because you were known to play over 10 instruments. Do you play instruments on any of the new tracks? Mm. Yes, I have I have one single that I'm that I'm coming with. The name of it is called What's Going On. And 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 this is not the type of what's going on that Marvin Gaye came with. I mean, everybody has their own version of what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean Marvin Gaye, yes, he's the one that definitely brought up the legendary title. But that title has a lot of meanings, too. You mm -hmm. know, you know what I'm saying. So my what's going on, my what's going on is like you know, uh, right now you got Russia against the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Russia is very, very way stronger than Ukraine. You know what I'm saying? In the whole night, we got all of these world wars going on. We got all of these racial wars going on. We got a lot of police brutality going on. You know what I'm saying? Police killing people and 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 getting off with it. You know, just getting off. No justice. You know, I mean, it's like people people walking around bomb, trying to bomb up shit with pipe bombs and. People going around shooting up schools, kids, and I mean, what the fuck is going on, bro? What what's going on? That's my version of what's going on. I'm you looking feel? forward to that. Will that be on your own label? Yes, yes, this is going to be on my own label. I'm recording for myself now. Great. No Everybody, label to hold you back. Hey, my thing is this: everybody else made money off of me. Why not? Well, not my I may as well make money off of me too. Shit. <laughs> you know. Related to that, my last question for you is we've seen you branch out with business ventures with different restaurants. Anything like that that's coming up? Because I know that you're in Las Vegas these days, and Las Vegas is a great town for celebrities with restaurants and bars and ventures. Yes. Yes. I, I 
I, I am going to do another FFC, Flav's Fried Chicken. And this time, I'm going to do it under my own power. I'm not going to do it within partnership. The last few restaurants that I had, it was because the partnership went south and the management did not run the restaurant right. But the reason why that I can keep going is because I've always been known to serve good food, not bad food. You know what I'm saying? So yep. the next one that I do is going to be under my own power, because if you want something done right, what do you do? Do it yourself. Outrocast. It is an honor to be speaking with you both, uh, Dustin and Terry, and you seem like you're on high alert right now. Is everything okay? Well, even though we're here in my dojo office, you always have to be on high alert because you never know where there's going to be attackers. Sometimes, sometimes they can hide in the most obscure places. Got it. I understand. I will keep this as short as I can so the attackers don't have the location. But aside from that, your day is going fine so far? Yeah, we've had a really good day. We've done a lot of training already, a lot of karate and a lot of WWE, AEW, and MMA style training. Wow. Okay. So you have covered all the bases. Was Steven Seagal one of your influences when it came into getting into martial arts? Well, I don't really know who that is, but only thing I can say is I only have a few influences. The first one is Roger Baker at Roger Baker's Taekwondo in Pizza, Pensacola, Florida. And yeah. also, also Johnny from Cobra Kai. He's really tough. And also Dwayne du Rock Johnson. Okay. Those are some heavy hitters right there. I first learned about you like millions of people from America's Got Talent, and I was very impressed by your performance over 10 years ago. Did that go the way that you had hoped? Yeah, it went pretty much perfectly. Uh, I, I don't know if you can tell, but I have really good skills and I have really good instinct. So mm -hmm. when Terry hit me in the face with salt on that stage, I handled it very well. I probably, I really wasn't even hurt at all. Well, did that activity make you a bigger fan of Howard Stern considering what a big fan he became of yours? Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I've become a big fan of Howard Stern. Uh, he gave me the golden buzzer. So when someone gives you an opportunity like that, it'd be a little rude if you didn't become their fan. However, uh, I don't do much training from him because I'm not sure if he knows karate. Hmm. I'm not sure either. I know he's into jogging, but coming back to the America's Got Talent world, would winning that change your life or is the dojo business doing so well that this is just like a fun thing to do on the side well i would like to have the million dollar prize that would be very cool however I, me and terry we really don't want to show in las vegas because i don't know if you know this but las vegas is in the city and if you go to the city you can and will be attacked so we oh. like to stay in found county indiana where it's nice and safe we make sure it stays that way well that's not just one of the problems. Another one of the problems is how do you entertain people for 60 to 90 minutes? Do you already have ideas just in case you do win? Well, basically, me and Terry already have a lot of skills and abilities, so we can entertain people for as long as we need to. However, I think there might be a misconception. Okay. The misconception is people think me and Terry are out to entertain and to be funny, but that is not the case. We are here simply to... We're here for two reasons, really. One, mm -hmm. to stop attackers. But two, the reason we came back to America's Got Talent All-Stars 
It's because we wanted to show the world that we have what it takes to be Hollywood action heroes. And we wanted to do the most dangerous stunt ever seen on TV. Hey, yo, check one, two. This is Flavor Flav. And I don't disappear fast. Because right now, you are watching the Paltrow Cast. Paltrow Cast.